You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today's episode is called 10 Ways to Feed Your Soul. And we didn't have a subtitle for this one either. We are no. slacking on our macking. What but are we I doing? I kind of feel like the title's enough. Yeah. You know what it's about. It's you 10 don't, ways. There's we don't have to them. give you plus one bonus. Isn't that how they do it on? Yes, but we're, we ain't going to do it. We're going to get it all in 10. We figured it out how yes. to get it done. But before we do anything further, come on now. What? Come on now. I said, come on now and come on y'all you at heard the same time. You heard so it too. So it turned out to come on now. Come on now. Come on now. I'm talking about dragons. Uh, that's <laughs> that's Komodo. <laughs> Just oh. so you know, a kimono is actually a, kimono? a Japanese, Thank I believe you. it's Japanese, I know, yeah, it's a the, garment. The thing you wear, with the, it's like a dress, but not. A komodo kimono. Anyway, before you do anything else, uh, share this episode with somebody. Send a link, um, send this page, our yeah. uh, Facebook page, our YouTube page. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, mm-hmm. share, Hey, all and of that. follow us on social media. We love to engage. We post yes, stuff. We do. we do actually share. If you're someone who hasn't been on our social media, you don't know that we share the episode that's upcoming during the week. So you kind of yeah, get a little taste. Up. You might get a little teaser mm-hmm. um, if Nick gets to that editing phase. Hey, school um, is time. hard right now. I got a lot <laughs> of stuff going on. Um, and if you want even more content, then think about joining our inner circle. Yes, which you will want to do this month because I just shared actually on our social media on mm-hmm. Facebook yesterday. I shared about our new series that is for our our inner circle only it's already kicked off you've already met you're one behind if you're not in yeah and you can still join so if you wanted to join the inner circle even if it's just for the month of october Mm -hmm. i understand i get it money's tight i know how things are you can join for two dollars to the inner circle and you get access to all of the past exclusive content Mm -hmm. plus all of the content going forward for this special topic of politics yes and we're not talking about we're not going to push to you who you should vote for. No, definitely not. Any of that. We are simply going to give you the practical tools as a believer or as someone who is just wanting to be informed on how do I discuss politics? How do I then gain information for myself? How do I how- discern Yes. Um, what is actually scriptural and what is not? Yeah. And if you are, for our international listeners, this may not be relevant to you because we're having a very specific season in the U.S. of elections. They know about it. We're but, like the tabloids I mean, I know. I just, just in case you haven't heard of America <laughs> and all the craziness happening. Yes. But even if you are not experiencing the same thing with us, mm-hmm. this may be relevant to you for future elections or future discussions that yeah. you're going to have. Or if you just want to know how Americans are processing. Yes. This will be good for in you. In light of the gospel. Yes. Yes. So, and um, what I wanted to say about those discussions, those are yeah. happening live um, on Facebook and YouTube in on Thursday evenings. And so if you join our Patreon group, if you join our inner circle, you'll get access to that and you can chime in. Yeah. So, awesome. right. Good? I think we should just kick it off. Kick. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right. We are going to start with um, kind of the things that you would expect a pastor and pastor's wife to say. Yeah. Well, and what, why? Cause we were talking about all the things we could talk about. Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot going and on. And so why this, why this topic? Oh, why I guess now? I sh- we should talk about that. Yeah. So I have noted in my conversations with a lot of people that there are a lot of people that feel emotionally and physically drained, uh, intellectually drained because mm-hmm. of the state of uh, the world with the pandemic, with uh, unemployment rates, with, 
um, uncertainty in families, not being able to travel, Mm -hmm. not being able to go do those things that you're normally used to doing. Some people uh, in some states, their gyms are still closed. They can't even go work out. Beaches are closed in some areas. And so there's lawns. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people can't do in order to uh, build themselves up to feed uh, feed their soul to do mm-hmm. self care is what's kind of buzzworthy right yes, now. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of people that are emotionally and and just spiritually starved. Mm. And so it's important for us as believers, especially, um, but as just human beings, to know how to to find a place where we're not operating on e. Right. And we're not trying to be the the self help gospel. We're not trying to do any of that stuff, but. Um, being able to take care of the the temple that God gave you, being able to, to be good steward of this, the, yeah, the, physical, the physical being, yeah. um, it's important. Mm-hmm. And if all you're doing is running on E and all you're doing is things that drain you uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, um, then you're going to be living a lot rougher time yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. And a lot of times, like we have heard other people say, and even I'm um, getting to hear some um, different pastors' testimonies recently, we hear a lot of this understanding that when people look at the church or when they look at people living out their faith uh, authentically and practically, mm-hmm. there's oftentimes a sense of like, I want, I want that. Whatever it is that you have, I want that. Yeah. And, um, and again, this isn't, um, this isn't a tit for tat or a legalistic type of thing, but there's an understanding that when we as the people of God can, um, submit ourselves to these practices mm-hmm. of really taking care of the whole person of our souls, of our bodies and, and, and our mental state that people will see that as something different. And we, yes. we understand that's holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, for us specifically, we're in the holiness tradition. And so we understand like we, we not only are set apart by God for a specific purpose, mm-hmm. which is pointing people to him. Mm-hmm. But we are also set apart from some of those things that oftentimes pull from um, our physical and and mental and spiritual wellness. So yes. there's a sense of like, oh, wow. Like think about the Christians, you know, if you're not a believer or think, hmm. thinking about them. or if you are a believer, think about the people that you've looked up to. Like there's a sense oftentimes of, um, of self-discipline mm-hmm. and um, really being intentional about the things that they allow into their uh, their home and their heart and their mind. And we have actually um, one of our inner circle members, um, Tiffany, did a, a series on her YouTube channel, which you yes. should totally go check out. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yes, definitely. Um, all about feeding your spirit. And she had just so many good examples and she speaks mostly um, to artists and creators and actors, but it's relevant for anyone who is in that place of, I want to feed my spirit. So jumping into it. So we're going to start with what you would expect um, a pastor to say, (laughs) right? Um, but it's so important for us to get into the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Prayer. Mm. Prayer is so key. Um, There's, there's no way to live out the Christian walk. There's no way to live a, a walk that is focused on the things of the Lord when you're not spending any time with him. Mm-hmm. Like prayer is not just, um, pray before you eat. You know, now I lay me down to sleep before I go to bed. Right. Um, every now and again, say the Lord's prayer. If I can remember it, like prayer is that continuous interactive relationship, that conversation yeah. that you're having with your heavenly father. And through prayer, it's not just like praying for the things you need, though you should. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a prayer of like, God, I need this. God, this hurts, you know, bringing our temporal needs to him. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's being in that conversation that shapes us mm-hmm. and it forms us into something different. Right. Um, it forms us into something otherworldly. So we're mm-hmm. not so, so earthly, you know what I mean? We're not yeah. so caught up in the nonsense. Yeah. Um, when you spend a lot of your time talking to negative people, you're going to start 
repeating that negative yes. jargon. Yes. But you spend a lot of time talking to the Lord. You're going to start repeating the things that the Lord mm-hmm. says. Well, and even the ways that we pray mm-hmm. um, for each person may be different. And I'm not talking like doctrinally, like obviously we, we as believers, we pray to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and we, we also understand that we can pray silently. Like you don't have to be in your prayer closet as I think it was, um, I can't, Joyce Meyer had a joke about sister, super Christian yeah. back in the day. It was like three hours in a prayer closet. Right. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to even do it out loud. There, there are ways that we can pray, um, as scripture says, without ceasing. That's right. In other words, that, um, we are taking careful thought to what we are, um, laying before the Lord and we're, we're intentionally bringing him those things like th- those needs that we have, like you yeah. mentioned, or those struggles that we're in, like, Oh Lord, I just, I don't even know how I can do this. I can't tell you as a parent, how many times I'm like, Lord Jesus, I just need you in this moment. I mean, being a parent has definitely increased my prayer life <laughs> yes. like, I, on n- numerous levels. I engage with the Lord on so many, yes. Jesus, you got to, cause yeah. I can't, right. I can't do it, Lord. And, um, and, yeah. and I was gonna say also like you can pray the scriptures and you should. Um, you should. The like, there's a lot of prayers, actually, just specific prayers in there. Jesus yeah. prayed for us, and there are prayers in the Old Testament, and there's different things that you can pull from. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons we have the text is to give yeah. us like holy language. Yeah. When we and we talked um, a couple weeks ago about that um, imprecatory, the imprecatory psalms. Mm-hmm. We can cry out to God for different needs and and for the injustices that we see. We can ask Him, Lord, I just need you to reveal. Mm-hmm. Your truth to me. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be God heal the world and God and those are great prayers, but know that going to the Lord for your personal need to connect with him mm-hmm. and to draw from his wisdom and to center yourself on him. Yeah. Is is the simplest most one of the most um soul feeding things that yeah. I know I I get I I don't always get to do it in the amount of time I want to. Yeah. Like I can't spend 30 minutes every day. Yeah. But even that 5 minutes of like wow, like Thing, and, and it changes your perspective it does. once it does. you get out of the prayer closet. Well, and there's the, um, the quote from uh, St. Augustine mm-hmm. where he says, our hearts are restless until they find rest in thee. Yeah. And, and that is definitely something that if, if you've never experienced that, um, it's there for you to experience. Mm-hmm. Is there's this sense of restlessness that's going around anyway right yeah. now. Um, and you can just find peace in the Lord when you, when you go into that, that moment of just giving him everything. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, feeding your soul. It's good. It's uh, good. first one prayer. <laughs> um, second one, read your Bible. Me personally. I tried to, I mean, I'm just telling you, you need to get back on. It. <laughs> Dang. Um, Dang. That might've so, been the Lord speaking through her. <laughs> but um, no, so good. that, that is probably like the most Christianese thing that we hear. Yeah. Um, and we get told it when we're struggling with things, well, have you been in your word? It's almost this like, well, if you were in your word, then this wouldn't <laughs> seem so bad. Right. And that's, that's not really what it's always meant to communicate. Yeah. Um, really, this is just another level and layer to the prayer thing, I think, mm-hmm. because when we're going to the word and we need to go to it, to study it historically, we need to look at it, um, to look at the culture and the context. We need all of those tools when we're studying. What is that called? Um, exegesis. Of, yes. Exegesis. But it's the Bible study. That's like, you know what I'm talking about? It's inductive like Bible study. Inductive Bible study. It's it's a, a good way to encompass all of those things. But mm-hmm. we also go to the word because, well, for me, I'll say for me personally, okay. when I go to scripture and I'm just like, okay, God, send me, send me where you need me to go today. Like, what am I in the gospels? Am I in the old Testament Psalms? Where are we at today? I find so much relief mm-hmm. for my soul that, okay, one, I'm not the only broken, messed up person. Come on. I, Come on. Okay. Yeah. All right. God, if you did it for David, God, if you did it for Leah, <laughs> um, if you could put Jonah in here, if you could, Lord, if you're going to make a whole book 
about a farmer, right? right. Was that Amos? Amos like, you yeah. make a whole book for somebody like that Amos I, was spitting bars though. He was. He called them fat cows. He and did. Amos is, that or if you're going to make a whole book about somebody who was just a weeping prophet, who was just yeah. a crybaby. Two books. Then Lord, he got a that's sequel. true. He did. <laughs> he got the then Lord, two. I believe that you can speak to me. That I, Lord, I believe you can do this in my life. And that's right. We, there's so much um, false theology or maybe false understanding of um, how the scriptures relate to our life. But you won't know even if it relates to your life, if you're not going to the word first. Yeah, I find that's true in a lot of my conversations with people is, Pastor, does the Bible really say this? Does it? Cause <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I Look. Would, have you read it? Just read, open it up. Like it's not a secret. It's not written in some secret code. Like just open it and read it. I mean, if it's in King James, it definitely is a well, secret code. <laughs> I love, <laughs> um, I think Francis Chan says it like this, this thing that we're talking about, this eternity with mm-hmm. God is so important, right? This is the most important thing about who we are. Yeah. Um, are you willing to even give it the time to read just the red letters? Come on. Like, let's just start there. Come on. Like, if, if you know nothing else about the scriptures, do you at least know what Jesus said about things directly? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in his earthly ministry. Right. Um, but read your word. It will fill your soul. There'll mm-hmm. be so many times, the more that you read it, and it's going to start, if, you, if you're not one who reads your Bible regularly, it's going to feel weird. It's going to be like, yeah. okay, I just read a story. Cool. I don't know how that applies well, Especially to if you're reading like Ehud. Or, no, or like even, some, even the gospels, you're like, okay, true? Jesus yeah. fed, fed 5,000. That's awesome. Like, cool. And then yeah. you keep moving on and you're like, all right, I read a story about there was a dude, he was a leper and Jesus healed, healed him. Yeah. I'm not a leper. And, and like, there's going to be these moments where you, you don't feel like you're getting anything, mm-hmm. but the more that you allow the word of God to reside in you, you're going to see God reveal things to you through his word. Right. And he's going to make those stories that you've, you, they feel kind of um, abstract, mm-hmm. they're going to start having mm-hmm. real concrete meaning in your life. Yeah. You're going to go across something. You're like, that's just like the leper. Yep. Oh, wow. And I saw how God did. I saw Jesus moved in that situation. Yeah. So he can move in this situation. Yeah. And so don't give up because you, you read it and you're like, yeah, I don't, I'm not getting anything today. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Stay like, at it. If you, especially in the old Testament, we find like every year, I, I just got to confess to you, everybody, every year we start that Bible Say the plan. Same. I'm going to tell you, it never fails. When I start getting to the place where we're just listing names, I'm like, Lord, I can't. I'm not. <laughs> How is the? And we even did it in our church where we yeah. said, Hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna uh, soak the sanctuary in scripture. And Still so, working on it. Um, yeah, we're, we're the second time though. We're on the yeah. second round through the Bible, mm-hmm. but it never it, it has not failed. I should say in the two times we've done it, that once we start getting to those books where it's like, like it just takes longer because it's like nobody wants to sit here and read all of these names out loud, yeah. and most of us will feel self conscious trying to read either the names or even reading some of those church words. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our friend, pastor Luke talks about that. The church words, it's like, what does that even mean? What is yeah. that? Um, and it's okay. Like it's okay to get to that place. And I, I don't think that God is standing over you when you're reading through numbers mm-hmm. and going, you better finish that. You, you better get that in you, but to, that's not how you pronounce that. Right? You said it wrong. It's Nehemiah, but it, it is important just to go in, in that faith mm-hmm. that, okay, God, whatever you put in front of me today, yeah. I trust you're going to use it. And he will start to hide his word in your heart Yes. to where, when those moments of temptation come up or those moments of conflict come up. Yeah. Out your, of, of, your soul will be fed. Yeah. You'll be like, you know, I'm, I'm full on this. I, yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to resort to other things. That's so good. Um, which takes us to our next one. We're still yeah. on the churchy ones. Y'all. These mm-hmm. are the ones that you expect worship. And if you're going to fast forward through this, just know you missing out on good stuff. Yes. you are. <laughs> <laughs> Worship. Um, at, n- now I'm not talking about going to church and singing songs necessarily. 
That is part of worship. How dare you? I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying (laughs) that's not all encompassing of what worship is. (laughs) Okay. Worship is a posture of lifestyle, but worship Mm. is ascribing ultimate worth to Jesus Christ. Amen. And so in the things that you do, um, if you're washing dishes, you can wash dishes as a form of worship. Thank That's you, good. Jesus, that we got these dishes. Thank That's you that good. I'm not eating off paper plates. God, thank hey. like living in this place of thankfulness of saying, God, you are so good because you blessed me with this. You're so good because you kept me from this other stuff. You're so good because you're good. It doesn't even matter what I have or don't have. You're just good. Yeah. And so um, that could take the form of singing. That could take the form of of dancing. That could take the form of painting, drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but worship, give God his, his rightful place in your life Yeah, because good. we are created to worship, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not, you worship something. And, uh, it could be a football team. It could be a baseball team. It could be a college. It could be a person. It could be a parent. It could be a politician. It could be whatever. Get some more plosives. I want to hear you say another, um, another it could be a pack of pickled peppers. Peck, peck, Peter. Pie. Anyway, it could it could be any of this stuff. I can't do it on command. Like it okay, just sorry. flows. You were just doing it so naturally. I I was like, oh, you, keep going, keep I going. Was, I was working on it. Pericope. <laughs> you could. You could. Um, so we're going to worship something. Mm-hmm. The point of our lives is to put things in their proper place. Hey, hey he did it, y'all. What? He did it. Um, and so the thing that has to be number one that that priority in our life has to be Christ. Mm -hmm. And when you can do that, when you can worship him, when you put Jesus where he's supposed to be, your soul gets filled. Yeah. I know that's kind of weird because it's like, how is telling Jesus and putting him at the forefront of my mind? How does that actually fill me? But it's because that's what you're created to do. Yeah. That's how he designed us. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're operating in your purpose in that moment. Purpose. There's a lot of, there's a lot of words that have plosives in them. I I think it's just the mic. Yeah. And I would add to that we worship not simply out of a sense of duty mm-hmm. Come on. or doing for God. Like he needs us to do it. He's yeah, not he like, it's like, you haven't worshiped me today. He wants I'm us not though. feeling like myself. No, we do it because we, <laughs> it's how <laughs> it's Sorry, a, I've got this picture of the insecure God up there. Like oh, what is going on with me? Who today? is worshiping me? They didn't worship me. Uh, day is that's ruined. the problem. Day is um, ruined. No, that's not how God <laughs> operates. He, he desires it. For you. That's right. Um, because he's God. He doesn't need us to worship him. He doesn't need us to give him anything, but he desires it for us because he knows I created you to feel fulfilled and fully satisfied That's in right. my presence. And so we worship not simply out of this, like, oh, God, even if it is the church thing, mm-hmm. I got to go to church. I got to sing on the worship team. I got to serve. I got, yeah. no, you know what? Find ways to make that the most excellent thing. Mm-hmm to you. Like w- there's a woman in our church who faithfully cleans the church. Yes. God bless every her. single week. Yeah. I will tell you what, I have not walked in that church and it didn't smell clean. Yeah. It d- and, and you know it. you just walk in and you're like, you know what? Somebody's she, been, she here. was in here doing this, Yeah, you know, and we have women who um, decorate the church. We have women who make it look pleasing to the eye. Now that's not needed. Like it's not something that like, you have to have church in this way. But let me tell you, they do it with such excellence mm-hmm. that it is worshipful. That's right. That when they take the time to consider the season, consider what people are going to look at and where their eye is going to go on the yeah. platform, that means something. That's a form of worship because they're bringing their creativity, they're bringing their gifts that God has poured into them and using it to point to him. That's right. And so that is, that's another way we worship is with excellence yes. in what we do. Oh, that's so good. Yes, good. So... Did, Want to do the next one? Yeah, I'm, do the on next one? I'm on it. This, now, this isn't a churchy one. No, we're moving on to this some can, other stuff. This can oftentimes be a worldly one if you don't use it correctly, as anything yes. can. But it does feed us. Yes. Exercise your physical 
body. Come on. Now, Why is that? Now, because one, one, if you're a nerd like me, studies show and continue to show <laughs> when you physically exercise, yeah. you have better emotional health. It, it is just undeniable. Yeah. The science shows it. And what science already reflects what we know the truth of scripture shows us. Yeah. And so we look at Jesus walked everywhere he went. Well, I don't know if that was necessarily for exercise. Well, it wasn't for walk. exercise, but he physically, his body was physically working. Yes. And we know we also, and there's other things we'll get to like the next we'll one after this, but um, there's an understanding that when our physical body is involved in things, mm-hmm. we make connections. There's yeah. a, that, 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 what is that called? The um, coordination, the brain muscle connection. There's things that when you yeah. do these things and it doesn't have to be you playing professionally or even joining a league of a sport. It doesn't even have to be a sport. No, it can be, you, you go for a walk every day. Yeah. You go and you just get your body, you get that blood pumping, mm-hmm. you get things refreshed in your body. There are so many things that happen in our organs every day. You don't have to do a, a, a detox because it's crazy. You have a liver, mm-hmm. you have kidneys that were designed to detox your body. Yeah. And so when you're using your muscles and you're getting that aerobic or anaerobic exercise, there's things happening that God has designed you to experience that will refresh you, that will yes. give you strength. And part of that design was that God created us, uh, this, this really nerdy word, right? It's called, um, psychosomatically. That means our, our spiritual and our physical, like our, they're connected. Yeah. And so we've, we've got this idea. That's why some people kneel when they pray. Mm-hmm. It's not because kneeling God hears you better. It's because when you change your physical, mm-hmm. um, stance and stature, it helps you to align your mind. Sometimes align your heart with the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. People raise their hands, not because that doesn't you're not closer to God, right? It's a symbol of surrender. And you're putting your body in a physical place that helps your mind and your heart Mm -hmm. to realign with what you're doing. And so, um, God designed you. He cares about your physical being. Um, there's a, a weird false theology that God only cares about your, your spirit, your soul. Well, if that was the case, then why did he create your body? Right. God created you as one being. You're not a soul trapped in a body. Yeah. You are a soul and a body together. You have a body. Yeah, like you're you're unified. It's one thing, Mm. right? And so you have to know that that God cares about your physical being. Yeah. And also it's just good stewardship. Yes. Right? That oh my goodness. God gave you your body, your vehicle for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So why not take good care of it? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that word. What? Like stewardship because vehicle? um, I like vehicles. (laughs) Um body. (laughs) <laughs> no, um, stewardship is one of those things we don't often think of with our body. Like mm-hmm. we understand like, okay, your body's a temple and we use that a lot, but we don't actually treat our bodies as a temple. And part of it, I think is the culture well, depends on who you are and how you treat temples, I guess. I guess that is <laughs> like, true. Yeah. But also like we don't associate a temple with something like, that's not something that's in our cultural context. Yeah. Like we go to church. I guess we could say treat your body like a church, but then even that, mm-hmm. even people that be, people be dumping their trash people, at the church. They, and I will tell no. you what, this is so true. That's a whole other episode. If I episode. get one more no, dirty, we gotta save it. kids toy, we got to save it and be like, Oh, the church should have this. No, the we trash got, should have that. So gotta, don't treat your body like that's a church. A whole, First, you don't sorry, even realize you didn't start. You me. don't even realize started me on something. Okay, go ahead. My bad. <sighs> we have residue. So, um, <laughs> we're trying to work on an episode about that coming up. It's, it's right. therapy anyway. So, so when, when we have, this concept of stewardship, we think of money, we think of buildings, we mm-hmm. think of even time. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you what, the way you take care of your body, I, w- I will say, I will go so far as to say, Here may I be so bold? I don't know. If it please the king. I'm, I'm, the I'm way that you treat your body is an indicator of your level of discipline, mm-hmm. your level of regard for self. 
Yes. I will say that. Your, your emotional and uh, self image yes. is so, reflected in how you um, treat yourself. Yes. And of course we understand like everybody's body type is different. Everybody going to do different things. Yes. And we're not saying everybody has to exercise at the same level. No, don't, you don't need to go run a marathon. If you don't need to go run a marathon, like don't even worry about that. Just what, do something. But yes, get on a level of some sort that yes. is good for your lifestyle that, that matches your desire. Like if you have a physical goal and I think setting goals is absolutely part of exercising. And it, it always just jumping back on it. Mm-hmm. Once you're, you're in that mode and you're exercising, you will feel fed. Yes. It will feed your soul so much yes. so that some people uh, will opt out of church to go run at the gym, right? Some people that is their, that's not okay. Their gym is their, <laughs> their church. Um, and so you had said at the beginning that it can be so much of that endorphin, so much uh-huh. of that pleasing that people can substitute that and worship mm. that. And so we're not saying that exercise in and of itself is the soul feeding thing, but as right. part of uh, this regimen to mm-hmm. feed your soul, it's necessary. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah that's great. You want to do the um, next one or you want, what? You, you got this next one. Okay. Yeah. goes along with exercise, right? Mm-hmm. What do we put in the tank? What are you putting in the tank? Gas. Gas. Okay. Whatever <laughs> you put in, I'm talking about the proverbial tank. The oh, body okay. is proverbial the tank. gas. Your body is the tank. It's also a temple. It's confusing. Army tank. Anyway, army men in the tank and they shoot the gun <laughs> and then all that to the say, gasoline. you need to be feeding actually literally feeding yourself good things. Yes. So, um, we have talked before about our, our Sabbath, our family Sabbaths. Yeah. And, um, we, I've also shared, I think that we are on a health journey that I have a coach who's actually doesn't even realize she's coaching our whole family in the she process. She does not. I told her. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So she knows she's she coaching knows. us all. Shout out to Samantha if you're listening. <laughs> so, um, we have these, like, this is a regimented thing, our physical exercise, but also we are monitoring what we're eating yes. in a very specific way. And it works for us. Um, and so you can, and I'm sorry, go back. Let me rewind. At first, I will say that regimented eating and literally measuring everything and counting mm-hmm. it. I did not enjoy it. I was like, well, I have to do it because I'm trying to get a result. Yeah. But let me tell you right now where I'm at. And there's times, there's days, there's weeks mm-hmm. where even it's like, okay, we got to do Like we do have to yeah, do it's this. Tough. It's tough for me. Eating well is hard for me. It is. It really is. It is. But it there's parts of it that have become... Um, really feeding like apart from the food yeah. there's the the act of preparing a good meal mm-hmm. the act of planning like oh what, we're gonna have this that night's gonna be so good and in that even what you said before worshiping god through that oh yes. god you made you made all these things to taste good together you made all this broccoli god yeah you, and there's <laughs> even more broccoli and you made <laughs> butter to go on it i don't know it's just amazing did you, did you <laughs> is this more broccoli god yes thank you for more Ooh, broccoli, i was hoping Jesus. for more i was praying for more oh, broccoli i was thinking about it earlier because oh, i don't more, oh lord egg whites <laughs> But what, what it does is, um, again, we, um, we know that our bodies are made to, uh, operate with fuel yes. and food does, uh, has pleasure in it, mm-hmm. but it's also fuel for us. And so when we're putting things in our bodies mm-hmm. that, um, nourish our muscles yes. that allow for our bones to grow. And we, we know this for kids. Like we, as parents we're taught, you need to feed them these certain things so that they will grow. Yeah. That doesn't change once you become fully grown. We still have the need, um, the way that God has designed our bodies to need protein, carbohydrates, fat, yeah. and other minerals and, and, and nutrients. And so just from my experience, being able to find a balance of those things and to know that, um, I'm empowered to choose foods that will allow me to operate at my best. Yeah. And that, that feeds my soul. And I think even though we're not nutritionists, please don't take anything we say as nutritional Definitely not. Um, expertise, no. but we have read different studies that show there is a connection between what you eat and how you feel. 
yeah. between what you eat and even the way your body functions mentally. Um, yeah. Your gut health is connected to your brain health. Like, yeah, it's there's, crazy. There's all this stuff. And so it's not just like, hey, eat better because you should. It's like if you want to be a good steward, if you want to operate in the fullness of life that God has for you, mm -hmm. this is one of the tools. And that doesn't mean that you can never eat rich, fatty, delicious things because we have a Sabbath. That's where what we, we do. enjoy the fullness of what God has given us. Um, but our, our lives are marked by fast and feast. Mm -hmm. And so we also have to take those moments and be disciplined and say, okay, I'm eating this because it is honoring to God to take care of my body. Yeah. And it does change and alter your body, body chemistry mm -hmm. so that you can be full. Yeah. Um, not just physically like feel, feeling full, yeah. but like you can live to the fullness that God has called you to. Yeah. And just going off of what you said about fasts, I mm -hmm. love that because that's part of feeding your soul as well. It's, it, I mean, it truly is this mystery that we get to behold, um, in this life that we can forego food for a time, mm -hmm. but then leave that space just like Daniel, um, completely just nourished and glowing, so to speak, yeah. um, in the Lord. And it, it's so amazing that when we do that, cause I, we've known non-believers mm -hmm. who have said like, Oh, well, what is that? What's that fasting thing about? How do you do that? And Oh, so when you fast and even science, if you know anything about the keto diet, mm -hmm. they intermittent can, fasting, intermittent fasting, they caught on to it. Like, Oh, so when you deprive the body for a time and then you like, there's understanding of these things being reflected, mm -hmm. um, even in non-Christian culture that are truths from scripture that we Amen. know. And so fasting is, is an excellent, um, I guess, other side of that coin of, of eating, eating well. your, of eating well. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, no, we're halfway through y'all. Number five, we're counting them down. All right. I like it. This is, uh, this is rest. Rest is important. Rest is a way to feed your soul. Um, rest is not just sleeping, although that is important. You need physical mm -hmm. rest. You need to sleep. Um, when it's time to shut down, you need to shut down. Part of that is a spiritual exercise because when you stay up stressing about stuff, when you're not resting mm. because you're so busy trying to manage and micromanage and overwork, that is exercising a lack of trust in the Lord. This is why we're given a third of our life that we sleep because a third of our life, we have nothing else to do but to trust in the Lord. Mm. And you just lay there and hopefully and, all of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying you, you don't even have a choice at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Once you fall asleep. <clears throat> You can do nothing. You can't wake yourself up. Mm. It's all, you can set an alarm, but you don't have to have that next breath. God can mm -hmm. take you in your sleep and he has so many people. And so yeah. this idea of rest is trusting in God. Mm. And so you do that not only in your sleep patterns. You need, you need good sleep patterns. Uh, you cannot feed your soul and feel emotionally and spiritually well mm -hmm. if you're running on two hours of sleep and you're stressed out. Um, so give your body rest, but also in the things that you do throughout the day, you need to have this rhythm because Christ says that he is our Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have a full day where you're like one day a week, I don't do work and I only do these things. Um, you need to be able in your everyday life to take those moments and rest in the Lord and trust him with things. So you're not stressing. So you're not worrying mm -hmm. because again, it's about rest is not just about physical. It's about trust. It's about mm. faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm probably not going to say anything else to add to that because this is truly an area where I still struggle. Amen. Like I, and even just last night I had, I was texting my friend and accountability partner uh -huh. and I was texting her something that I had read like earlier and it was like one in the morning, maybe later. <laughs> and I was like, I hope you're asleep. You can read, if not, you can read this and go to bed or you can read it in the morning or something. And her response was like, Hey, that's cool. Or, you know, thumbs up, uh, go to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, it's not, 
it's not that I was like, I'm just going to stay awake all night. It truly, it does become a lack of trust. Yeah. That is something that I, I, um, know exists in other areas of my life. So it's not a surprise to me of like, Oh, it's because I don't, I have a problem trusting. <laughs> That's what it is. There it, it is. It, it makes sense that it, it rolls over into other areas, but mm-hmm. it is something I still struggle. And even yesterday you were telling me, um, we, we hadn't eaten. Was it yesterday or two days it was ago? Yesterday, yeah. It was like, Oh man, we, we need to eat. We hadn't eaten since like breakfast and it was like getting close to dinner time. Yeah. And you were like, you know, you just, you get going mm-hmm. and you get fixed on tasks and things that you're completing that food does not, or not, we, yeah, I was food at that time. I was like, that doesn't seem to be something you need to rest to do. It was like, like taking breaks. You don't take the break. You to, do well. And so I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a problem I have. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to add to that because I was very like perfectly spoken. And I just want, you to know, I struggle with it. Yeah, I still do. I still have, I think to, we all have yeah. those moments where we struggle with rest. So rest yeah. is necessary to feed your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in at number four, you got to laugh. Got you to just, Oh my goodness. If you got do not to. have, okay. First of all, you ever meet somebody. This, this sounds a, like a this joke. This isn't a joke. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I didn't mean to set the that guy up walks like into that. a bar. Have you ever met somebody who mm-hmm. just does not have any sense of humor? Yes. And I'm not talking about people who are neurologically atypical. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about somebody who will not laugh. Like who does not find anything funny, who yeah. thinks everything is just serious and we can't joke about that. Okay. They're not a happy person. Like you yeah. just know, like you can't laugh. I mean, come on. It's there's, funny. There's a deficit in your soul. Yes. If you can't laugh, like truthfully. And so there, and I mean, I love one of my favorite pictures that I've seen in the, in churches, a lot of different churches have them. People have them in their homes. It's mm-hmm. Jesus laughing. Yes. It's the image of him. And it is just so, it's so light filled. And it's like, that's Jesus. Like, yeah. you know, there were times he had to be like, Oh, Peter. Now we're sure he doesn't <laughs> look exactly like that picture, Ooh. but, um, well, I had somebody one time, this, <laughs> When I used to work delivery, one of the, the gals I delivered um, worked at a butcher shop. Great people, loved going there. But we started this conversation about Jesus laughing. And she was like, <laughs> Jesus did not laugh. He was a man of sorrows. And I was Whoa, like, no. Okay, look well. at, I, what I said was, look around. Jesus has a sense of humor. Look at some of these people. No, I'm just playing. But oh. at, in, in that, Jesus laughs. Like, yes. There were so many, I remember mornings waking up hearing my mom in the living room laughing mm-hmm. and I would go in there thinking we had family over or somebody came and stopped by and I, mom, who are you talking to? She, oh, Jesus just got me in here laughing. I'm like, first off, Jesus mom, telling that's jokes. Weird. Like, <laughs> is he trying to tickle you like that? You could be having a stroke. I don't know what's going on, but it's not okay. Um, but she would be in there in her praise and worship. She'd be reading her Bible and something would come to mind that was just funny. And she mm-hmm. would just start laughing like, Oh man, that thing that happened yesterday or, yeah. And she'd be like, thank you, Jesus, for giving me that to yeah. laugh at. And so you have to laugh. Yeah. Now we don't laugh at other people's expense. Right. Um, that's not the Christian thing to do. Right. We don't laugh at uh, people's pain. We don't laugh at right. those things, but find something humorous, find a way yeah. to enjoy, to laugh, laugh. Yeah. There's nothing inappropriate. There's nothing improper. About I mean, unless, laughter. unless you're laughing at an inappropriate time. Yes. But then. I'm saying <laughs> laughter in and of itself yes. isn't inappropriate yeah, and, and it, it isn't improper. Yeah. And there's, there's kind of a Puritan sometimes a Puritan understanding in in the church that's like any display of emotionality or like charisma, like any of that is like, that is not of the Lord. Yeah. And here's the thing. I just completely disagree with that. 100%. Like, and I think that scripture does as well because there are so many moments that it may not be, it's probably not written into the text and they laughed uproariously. No, but Paul (laughs) was funny. Paul had some tongue in cheek. Paul had some zingers. He would clown people a little bit. He, what did he say? I wish that, 
what is something I wish they would emasculate themselves. Yeah, when he was talking, I think it's in Galatians when he's like, "Who That's told you to circumcise yourself?" I wish they would go ahead and finish just the job. Finish it. Just do the rest of it. Yeah, like he's he was kind of cracking jokes. Yeah. Um. And so laughter's good, and it is it is food for the soul. Yeah. Um. And I find this is one of the things that feeds my soul a lot. When I'm really stressed out, when I'm really going through things, um, I try to find something funny. I try to find yes. some good stand up. I try to find a a funny TV show or something mm-hmm. that that's not terribly crude or you know wild. Yeah. And I, I try to watch that and find something to laugh yeah. at. That's one reason I think you like um, stand-up comedy mm-hmm. is because it's, you know, it's like these situational comedic moments, but mm-hmm. there's just little doses. It's like you get a little thing and then you quip at it and then you laugh and then you can move on yeah. to the next thing. And that's, we're not saying you have to sit around like hysterically laughing yeah. all the time. Um, but then in those moments maybe where, you maybe, maybe you need to. Yeah. Um, and there's so much, like you even think about when you hear a laugh that is just so genuine and warm and like you just you sometimes you can't help but our laugh daughter with when, them. She, when she when she oh. gets tickled our daughter she, has the so most cute. like catching laugh it's yes. just the best thing yeah and i just think god rejoices over that but it, it yeah. is food for your soul yeah definitely. i think you should take number three okay number three is create now i love create, create. we are created by the best creator Mm-hmm. And he has given us what he made us in his image. That's right. Right. That's what scripture says in Genesis. And um, I believe part of that is that we look around at different people and we see we all look different. And so there's there's this beauty in in the diversity of God. Amen. And that he intentionally creates us to look different from one another. Unless you're twins, then I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's still differences. They know the yeah. difference. Um, but there's also this reality that God put into us the desire to create. Mm-hmm. And he first creating as in cultivating, which mm-hmm. is a gift that we see he gives Adam in the garden. He gives this like authority to mankind to take care of this, name, this, um, yeah. name these things. And so there, there's a desire that's in us to fashion something and to appreciate the process. We say, trust the process. Right. But there's also this, <laughs> the way you did, trust, trust the process. The process. <laughs> um, there's also this great like hint of extreme joy mm-hmm. when we have a job well done. Yeah. Even if, and I think for, for those of us who are creative, like who, who kind of lean more towards that, mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter if anyone else thinks it looks good. Yeah. If we've put the work into it and we're like, oh my goodness, I finished it. Yeah. That is, I believe, one way that God created us to have our soul fed is like, yes. and we can say, God, look, and and we can also appreciate it. Like I made this thing, but it is nothing compared to what you have made. Is yeah. I mean, God, this is this is just one thing, but you've made so much. Yes. And whether it is um an actual artistic thing, like painting, you mentioned that earlier, or music or theater or any, or whether it's podcasting mm-hmm. or creating content or baking, like these there's, are things that were created to enjoy. Yes. And there's also this sense of, uh, people saying, well, I, I'm not creative and therefore this doesn't, um, this doesn't fit. Right. But you can disagree. Be, <laughs> creative also means recreative, right? Mm-hmm. So like you can be really good at doing drywall. You can be really good at, at gardening. You can be yes. really good at um, scrapbooking. You like, there oh, are yeah. just because you didn't start from a blank canvas and create a masterpiece doesn't mean that cabinet that you built or that you, that Ikea thing you put together, like, isn't you exercising your creative muscle. Mm-hmm. And it is giving you something in your soul to show that one, you have purpose, yeah. you're capable, you have the ability to complete a task. And it, it feeds our soul in such a way that it, it helps us to see that, God is the ultimate creator, 
but also that he's given us the power in and of ourselves to alter our surroundings. So you don't have yeah. to feel like you're, um, you're hopeless, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to feel like there's nothing you can do in your situation mm -hmm. because even in the smallest iotum of doing something, you can be like, oh, wow, if I can write this computer code, mm -hmm. how cool is that? Like that shows that I have something in me that helps me to change, to create yeah. and recreate my surroundings. Yeah. And so being creative is necessary for the human yeah. being. I would say um, what you said about recreating and like mm -hmm. you, you don't even have to be doing the thing that everyone's looking at. And I'm, I'm, I'll explain that. So like worship music in churches is usually seen as like the ministry. You want to be part of the worship team. Or preaching. Or preaching, but you're going to sing in front of people. And it's like, that's the ministry. And I will tell you that may be a part of it. That's a mm -hmm. part of the church's ministry. It's a part of feeding the body. It's a yeah. part of getting us ready for that. But I am always so appreciative of and impressed by those who create what comes out of the speaker. Mm, those who like the, are the, the sound people. Sound guy, yeah. Um, if you have video people, those yes. are creative people because it takes so much to be able to listen and to fine tune that to where it is pleasing to the ear. Yes. And so, and like we have um, several people that have said, well, I'm not good at this. I'm not, I don't have a gift like that. And you know what? Doesn't matter. Yeah. What are you good at? Because like there's a gal in our church, I, we're highlighting people right now, but there's so many people that do this well. Yeah. Um, there's a woman in our church who she is the best notebook taker, notebook taker, <laughs> notebook maker. She's a thief is what you're saying. No, I didn't mean that she, at all. You got a notebook. <laughs> she going to take it. And she's really she, good at she it. She takes it real good. No, no, but she is so good at creating, at creating something. And it's so visually pleasing, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's spiritually feeding because what That's she's right. writing down and what she's, she's absorbing it more into her mind. And mm -hmm. then other people can appreciate looking at it and say, wow, yeah. you've really put something together. And that's creation. Like that's, that that's is. creating something amazing. And so just, just know there's different ways that you can do it. Yes. But you need to do it in some way, shape or form Period. to feed your soul. Period. All right. Um, why don't you do number two as well? Really? And then I want to jump in. I want to take number All one. All right. Number two is twofold because it's number two. Get it? <laughs> so you need Guilty. to have holy friendship. Mm-hmm. And fellowship. We'll just wrap all that up in relationship. Mm, that's good. Um, because we are we are not um, we're not an island. No man is an island. No woman is an island. And we know that we were created to be in community, just as we're created in God's image. Mm -hmm. And He is the Trinity, God three is in one. He right. is community. So then we live that out in our daily lives by one. I believe fellowship is so important because whether you are introverted, extroverted, or ambiverted, mm -hmm. and w whether you really need that like group thing, or you prefer to have the, um, one-on-one -on -one, like myself, um, you need to be around people who share an interest. Now yeah. church, of course, that's the number one place that we'll tell Christians to go for fellowship. Yep. But that doesn't mean you, you may experience that a couple times a week with a large group of people, or even if it's just, you know, three or four gathered, mm -hmm. um, that's good. That doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with everyone in that group. Yes. And that's something we kind of misunderstand. Like, oh, well, this is my church. I have to like find my friends here. No, you don't necessarily have to because you may not have other interests with those people um, or you may just not be able to mesh well with with what they do. Yeah. So you need those people. You need the the one or two that are pouring into you and that you're pouring into as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not just talking about an accountability relationship where you are coaching someone through life. That's good. That may feed you. That may be mm -hmm. a part of that, even that creativity um, that we were just talking about. But you also need that mutual yeah. feeding. And it doesn't have to be a spouse. 
Although if, if you're married, that spouse should be your friend. They need to be one of your they holy friends. They should be one of your holy friends. Um, but I believe it should be someone who, um, who shares your interests, you know, yeah. if, whether it's just, I love tea and you love tea. Let's get together and drink tea, tea. together. Or if it's someone no, that's good. who shares your same sense of humor, yeah, you can laugh together. Yeah, that's good. I think the, the difference between fellowship and holy friendship isn't taught to us as Christians. Mm-mm. You can have fellowship where you are around people that you can encourage, you can pray for yeah, and that, you know, at a more superficial level, um, and you, not superficial in a bad way. No, but just like you don't know a ton about them individually mm-hmm. in their deepest, darkest struggles. You may know their family, their kids' names, stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, and that's good. You should know people. Um, and you would you would serve them and you would be there for them mm-hmm. in, in times of struggle. But then you also need those people that are, are just friends. Like if you don't know yeah. a friend is, uh, you can have friends in, in the Bible. Like we see Jesus had an inner circle. Yeah. We see uh, King David had Jonathan. We see mm. like Paul had Timothy. Like there are these times where you have a friend that can mm-hmm. be there with you, that can cry with you, that can uh, sometimes, you know, tell you to get it together. Like you need those people that can yeah. walk through life with you. So yeah, that's tell you good. to go to bed. Yeah. Tell you <laughs> hush, <laughs> go to hush bed. up now, <laughs> hush up now, Shh, go to bed. Yes. Um, and it doesn't, sorry, just throwing this out there. It doesn't have to be someone in <laughs> your same age group. Throwing it out there. Like that's something yes. too. I've really begun to appreciate in really since probably college mm-hmm. having women who are in different seasons of life than me to be friends with yeah. and and it not being weird. I think when you're like in high school, it's like, Oh my gosh, you don't want to have friends that are super younger than you. Like that's or weird. Super older than or you. super older than you. But yeah. now I really appreciate that because I feel like God has given me so many, um, so many people who I can learn from, but also that I'm, I'm encouraged to find that commonality with. Yeah. Like, oh, you're like 20 years older than me, but we both love this one thing. That's crazy. Like, I love that. Yeah. God is so good yeah. when he, he brings those commonalities and that does feed your soul. Yes. Um, yeah. The number one thing that you can do to feed your soul. Do we is, need a drum roll? No. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have the thing. I don't have the thing ready. I wasn't ready for it. Um, but it's actually not a do. It's a don't. Um, mm. This is for you to, to kind of analyze in your heart. Uh, stop eating spiritual junk food. Mm. Now, this is what I mean by that. There are things that you feel very deeply about in the moment that ultimately leave you empty. Come on. Just like when you um, eat junk food, right? You eat a lot of sugar right off the bat or... Oatmeal cream pies. Sorry, yeah, that's what it is for potato me. Potato chips for me. I eat a whole bag of potato chips. Feels great in the moment. Feels um, good going down. <laughs> but then it does nothing for you. It doesn't actually build you. It doesn't mm-hmm. actually help you to grow any stronger or any, you know, more better in life. It's a thing. More better. I did so well early. Just let that carry. Oh. All right. Just let me carry from You wasted that. it all on the, I did, pr- the P words. On the plosives. Um, <laughs> but... We, we get in these moments where we buy into these emotionalities where we're, mm. we're rooting for uh, whether it's politics right now is a season where you're just pouring everything you can into that and you're, you're into your echo chamber. So you're hearing everything that you want to hear and it's giving you all the feels, mm. you know, we hate the same people. We love the same things. And so <laughs> I feel, but then ultimately when you get in, you know, right before you go to bed and you're analyzing your day, you're like, man, I still feel empty. I need yeah. more of that junk food yeah. in order to keep me feeling this high. And that's what it does. Yes. Like literally junk food, especially like McDonald's. I remember learning so this. Feels McDonald's, good going down. It does. And they make McDonald's so that the French fries and like they have a special recipe of Coca-Cola. I don't know if we're supposed to like, are we allowed to say that? Um, they have I mean, a special know. recipe. They can be mad if they want. So that it complements the French fries so that when you drink one or eat the other, you automatically are craving the other thing. Yeah. And junk food is the same way. Yeah. Maybe your junk food is gossip. 
Okay. So maybe every time, um, maybe you have a trigger in your life and every time you start to feel this certain insecurity in your life, you start to gossip because you're automatically craving that thing. And you've, you've maybe um, been distracted or you have some deception in your life to believe that when you can gossip about other people, it makes you look better. Um, or maybe you're, you're, um, it could be anything. Gosh, it could be um, Facebook. I know that's a big one that a lot of people yeah, social media point to social media. It's like, okay, I, I feel like I'm empty in this way. So I'm going to go right here and I'm going to just yeah. get those or, quick endorphins. Those yes. Things that, and it, yeah. it's a real like chemical thing that happens in the yes. brain, but we break that cycle and it happens every time that we've um, in the past. I know we would like go crazy on junk food because this is our last, <laughs> it's our last case of Oreos we're going to eat Yes, because we really were just not doing well. We're not being good stewards. Yeah. Um, but every time, once we reached a certain place and I I will say it's all, I would liken it to, um, what is it called? Like a detox, like a drug Mm -hmm. detox. Once you reach a certain place where you've pushed through that, Mm -hmm. you will start to crave the right thing. That's right. So like, and you had said it earlier, like when you're, when you're starving, anything looks like a meal. That's the thing. So when you're, feeding yourself on nothing but junk food, when you haven't been doing the rest of these things, you're not praying, you're not reading your Bible, you're not worshiping, you're not exercising, you're not eating well, you're not resting, you're not spending time laughing, you're not creating, you don't have holy friendships because you're spending all of your time eating junk food. Uh, You're starving yourself Mm -hmm. spiritually, you're starving yourself mentally, emotionally, and so physically. So anything that comes across that looks like it could give you that little boost, that Mm. little endorphin, you gobble it up because you're so hungry and here like i remember we read a a marriage book uh, before we got married Mm -hmm. and it was talking about when you're so satisfied in your your marital relationship Mm -hmm. it keeps you from wanting other things Mm -hmm. you know when you have the open communication when you have a deep level of intimacy then i'm not looking for anything because i'm fulfilled here Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your spiritual walk if you're filling up if you're being fed in all of these other areas if you're allowing the lord to lead you if the lord is your rock and your foundation then who cares who, you know, my neighbor's yard sign has on it. Come on. Because I, I'm not worried about that. I'm full. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be validated yeah. by yelling someone into submission. Yeah. I don't need to be validated by um, the, the type of gossip I know. I don't need to be mm-hmm. validated by, by who the president is. Yeah. Or by which people are validating me online. Come on. And so you got to stop eating the junk food. Yeah. It's taking away from your peace. It's taking away from your time mm-hmm. in these other areas. Mm-hmm. And, and junk food sometimes looks, it, it can look like the real thing. I know there's a lot oh, of yeah. like, there's those, those, uh, what are they like veggie chips? Like things that are mm-hmm. like, it's healthy or it's <laughs> like no sugar added, but it's still, but full, it's of still sugar. full of sugar. Yeah. Um, there's those things that we see. It's like, well, it's not entirely like horrible. It's not going to yeah. kill me. Well, yeah, that little bit, uh, that little white lie may not kill anyone mm-hmm. um, or that little bit of deception or that little bit of being rude to someone mm-hmm. that may not upset the cosmos, but what it will do over time, if you continue making exceptions for it, yeah. you will end up getting on the scale and realizing you've gained 40 pounds. Come on. How did that, how did that happen? I don't understand how it happened. I didn't spend any time limiting my access to these things. I didn't spend any time actually putting intention out. Well, that's how we end up in that place. It doesn't happen overnight. It's that's that, right. that, um, that song, it's like, be careful little eyes, what you see. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not, it's not this big thing. Everybody, I think we tend to think it's like, well, I can't go to the all you can eat buffet every day, huh? That's not about that. It's it does sound good right now. It, 
<laughs> um, it's about knowing, well, why do you want to? Yes. Why is that the desire to fill yourself up so much? What, what are you lacking? That's right. Do you have a spiritual tapeworm? My goodness. Like, why are you just putting everything in your gullet that you know, yeah. you know, you're not created to take in. And sometimes entertainment can be that sometimes social media, sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, a certain relationship can be that it becomes a substitute, um, a practical savior, really. Yeah. All of these things that we listed can become that. Yes. If they're not done under the the understanding that Jesus has to be first. That's why worship yeah. is so important. That's why reading your Bible is so important. That's why prayer is so important. Keeps your priorities in order. Yeah. Um, but if you go through all of these things, you're praying, reading your Bible, worshiping, exercising, eating well, sleeping well, uh, laughing, creating, you've got resting. people resting. You've got holy people in your life that you're fellowshipping with and that you're growing with. You will see the junk food disappear. Mm. You don't even have to focus on the junk food. If you focus on these other things, you're not going to have time. And I want to, I liken it to my schedule. When I'm busy, when I have a lot going on, um, I don't have as much time to goof off on the Mm -hmm. internet Mm -hmm. and I miss a lot of trivial stuff that happens and I'm happier because of it. Mm -hmm. And when people are like, Oh, you didn't see that thing. You didn't watch that. You didn't, I'm sorry. No, I, I had, you know, this many papers. I had to write my sermon. I had a Bible study to prepare for. I was working Mm -hmm. on my Greek. I had, um, two counseling sessions. I had to take my kids, not had to, I got to spend time with my children mm-hmm. at the park. Like we went to the library. I, me and my wife got to watch a movie together. Like yeah. I, I was, I was so busy in these other areas mm-hmm. that I didn't have time for the junk food. Right. And that's how the Lord can transform you. If you just focus on the things that are good for you, mm. he will uh, weed out those other things. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been hearing all these things and you're like, Oh my gosh, I do all those things perfectly. No big deal. Thanks awesome. so much, guys. Write a book. Send um, it to us. Please, like, let us know. Um, or maybe you're realizing, okay, there's some areas I didn't realize that I was lacking. I, I now have a known area that I have that I have to reconcile this, and I have yeah. to figure out what's going on. If you need um, additional, like, um, ideas, mm-hmm. practical tips on things, please just message us, ask us. We're, we're happy to share from our experience and from what we know of scripture, um, about different ways that you can start to take those small steps. Yes. And also, um, if this in any way encouraged you again, we'll just say it, please share it with someone. Please. If you know someone who has this topic has come up like, Oh my gosh, I just feel so drained. I feel so empty. I feel so bleh. Okay, tag them in this or send yes. it to them and say, hey, I think this is this is going to help you. Yes. Um, we know that right now this is a, a season where we all feel emptied in one way or another. And so we just want you to know that we're for you. Mm-hmm. Um, God is for you and Amen. he wants you to experience these things. He wants your soul to be fed in this time. Yes. So this has been the Nick Smith Podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.